Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Each and every Sunday night, discussing and dissecting political talking points of both parties. Remember when we used to say that, Macbeth, and you'd make fun of me? You have to set the table, as still, the radio people... I still make fun of you. Right, that's true. As the radio people like to do. Well, listen, I'm going to break some news. Today. Just came out. Of course, if you're watching TV or you watch TV in the last 30 minutes, you might know. Trump and his people will not participate in the made-for-TV impeachment hearings. We pretend our uh, impeachment hearings and not political campaign fundraisers. So the good news is Trump and his people will not be participating in the uh, impeachment nonsense Wednesday. Which is good news, I think, because to me, this is like when I was a kid, they had Bugs Bunny was on commercials or cartoons. Bugs Bunny was the best, right? He aggravated everybody. And right when you thought you got him, they'd put him in the, as a bullfighter and the bull would run into the anvil and Bugs Bunny would win. Trump is Bugs Bunny. Because I am telling you, I am working with the general public. So what you're saying is it's duck season. I'm saying to you, the Waskowee Wabbit is going to come out of this a big winner, kid. He really is. And you know something, McBeth? I hope he does. Because to me, and you know I argue, listen to me, that Trumponomics, that Peter Navarro trade, all that nonsense, that populism is a road to destruction. There's no question about it. But it's still a slower speed limit than the expressway to Venezuela that the Socialist Democrats are on. So, you know, I'll argue the points of the economic philosophies. But one thing that will destroy the country at warp speed are the Socialist Democrats. We pretend, pretend are old-fashioned Democrats. We pretend that they agree and understand and swear to uphold the Constitution. When the fact of the matter is, these Democrats are such totalitarian dictators, and so are their supporters, that for those of us who encounter these people on a regular basis, we know full well how comfortable they are controlling every aspect of your life. And if they can't do it through the welfare system, which is crumbling all around us and has been almost since it was, it's first introduced into American society. But now, here we are, 50 years after all of their, their, their social engineering, and it's a calamity, and their only answer is to double down on stupid, which seems to be the pattern of the Democrats. Their new way is to continue to double down on what we know as a fraud, which is the global warming, climate change, scheme, lie, de tutte lies that it is. And for some reason, 
the Democrats are the masters of. If you don't believe it's a lie, then it isn't. It's the George Costanza politics. If you believe it's the truth, it is. So they are immune to statistics. They are immune to facts. But moreover, they are immune to reality, which you almost have to admire. You almost have to admire. In fact, as we're on the the, the Seinfeld uh, theme, it's like when Kramer was convinced he was part of the company. He kept putting the suit on, kept going to work, kept pretending to be busy. That is the same philosophy of climate change. It pretends to be something real when it is not. Now, you've got about 50 to 70% of the country that's all in. So you've got a small minority saying, excuse me, can we look at the reality of things? Can we look at the fact that since you started making predictions, you've been wrong? And every time frame you have is wrong. It's just always wrong. But the, 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 the part that sickens me about being from Illinois isn't just that corrupt bastion of fraud Democrat mafia called Chicago. It's all of Illinois now. It's disgusting to me. And the people who put in these frauds, from state reps to the phony state senators to Congress people, I've lost total respect for my fellow Illinoisans. Sorry, but I'm going to get to know you before I give you that respect you think you deserve. Because anybody that would vote for Sean Caston, I think you're a moron. Hey, 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 hey. And I didn't like, I didn't like Kazoo, Peter Roskam. I thought he was good for nothing as a, as a uh, feckless Republican. But that still isn't an endorsement of this fraud. I want you to just listen to this for a minute. So I have terrific news. We are about to go to the floor and pass the XM reauthorization. The Export-Import Bank is a critical tool to make sure that we support American manufacturers, make sure they have financing to do their projects overseas. Now, this is the one where Boeing makes up 60% of the American guaranteed and funded loans that we are not even sure how the payback goes. See, this is the other thing. They, they uh, uh, handcuff you in this process where the results of, of how these loans, if these loans get paid back, never really matters. Because when they loan the money to foreign entities, Russian mobsters with fake LLCs, we never get the money back. So the Import-Export Bank is the greatest vehicle for fraud that's underwritten by the American people, I think, in the history of the country. And that's a bold statement. But it has absolutely no recourse. And you find out it is a corporate welfare vehicle. It is the Cayman Islands of corporate welfare. And he's all excited that he's going to move forward with it. I know from experience, it's hard when you're competing against foreign governments. And the XM is the tool we use to support that. I am also really happy to report that provisions that I led to strengthen the environmental protections in the XM Bank, specifically to make sure that we prioritize clean energy in our overseas investments. See, now this is why it's the greatest scam. Prioritize clean energy. You know, I, I, I have a, a couple of friends of mine from the old neighborhood that went on to be into the green energy scam. And a wonderful guy, one in particular. But, you know, as you look into this, they always claim that fossil fuels, and by the way, do not mistake what I'm saying as a support for big oil corporatism, because they're just as, they're, they're, they're just as much of a culprit of a, of a corrupt system as the green energy, just on a much, much smaller scale, and they're actually producing something we need. That's the difference here. So it turns out that fossil fuels do receive subsidies. 
Now, a reason that they receive these subsidies mainly is because we have a welfare system that makes families who earn up to 65000 and change eligible for certain energy welfare. Did you know that, Macbeth? $65,200 a family of four could make yeah. and still qualify for welfare, for your electric bill, for your gas bill, for all kinds of energy that comes into your house. You still yeah. qualify for it. And if, for every other person you have on top of four, you can add an extra 6700 to your income and still be eligible. And, and really, to just put an add-on onto that, my wife and I are not at that level. We're above that level. We have two kids. Mm-hmm. We're austere, right? Mm-hmm. We don't throw our money away. And it's rough. Oh, yeah. So, so when you talk about, you know, increasing prices, whether it's tariffs or, right. you know, just, just taxing uh, various goods and, and stuff like that. When, you know, when oil prices go up, it affects everything. When food prices go sure. up, it affects everything. When, you know, taxation goes up, it affects everything. So the That's Amer- what makes life hard. That's right. what requires people to be on this wealth. Well, they what, wouldn't need it if it wasn't for. What makes it hard, too, is it's a corrupt sh- machine that likes to operate. It's a Rube Goldberg system that it, likes to operate in the shadows. It's, well. So, in essence, you're actually. Perpetual motion machine, correct. I think, is what you're looking for. The people who are not in on the system and the people who actually work are the ones that are underwriting it. So, they give these energy companies money for this welfare program where they charge the people less, they make less. Well, guess what? The rest of us make up that subsidy. So they're subsidized to the tune of about $21 billion, give or take. At that point, who cares? So these green energy people say, well, wait a minute. The fossil fuel industry is subsidized. They receive $21 billion. But when you examine this green energy scam, that the Castins, he's a second-generation heiress to a green energy fraud. Just windmills alone, yeah. in 2016, received $171 billion in subsidy. At least the oil companies produced something. That's exactly right. And they're not killing bald eagles with a 140-mile-an-hour you know, blade the size of a, a rail car. Every answer they have is actually <laughs> another problem. The lithium for the batteries, look at the destruction you do to the earth. I've got a buddy who lives in Oklahoma. Uh, I've known him since I was a little kid, lived down the street from me. Um, if it weren't for Facebook, I got to thank Mark Zuckerberg for this, because if it weren't for Thanksburg or Facebook, I wouldn't know half the people that I still know. Okay. But he goes uh, ahead and he, uh, he cleans up dead birds for a living, basically, nice. underneath nice. the uh, windmill. Well, we'll get back. We'll tear this up a little bit more. Give us a call if you care to participate. We're live tonight, baby. 312-642-5600. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I got to tell you, Macbeth, I hate the scam of it all. Honestly, I I, I can't stand it. Which one? The subsidized nonsense. The fact that it is all just part of the public giving grants to these phony virtue industries. In exchange, you want to talk about a quid pro quo, in exchange for money being kicked back to politicians. So it's why big oil, right, or or, or fossil fuel spends $400 million a year in political campaign contributions. It's why green energy not only sets up scoundrels like Sean Caston's old man and himself in these phony companies, but why the people are forced to overpay for products that deliver zero to nothing, next to nothing. And it's all part of a scheme. And no one embodies it more 
than a fraud like Sean Caston, who has not only profited and become very rich from this subsidized fraud industry, but it works perfectly as now he is actually a lawmaker who will continue to make these laws and fund these boondoggles at the expense of the ordinary man. It's sickening to me. I can't, I can't take it. It's as sickening as when Republicans who supposedly are going to change things, drain swamps, hire more lobbyists than Barack Obama did. Right? It's as sickening to me. So really, what is left for the, for the person of integrity, of character, of fundamentals and principles? You're always, <laughs> isn't that true? You're always forced to pick the lesser of two. And I will play that game with you. We will play the game of the lesser of two. And in this case, it's unequivocal. Donald Trump is the lesser of two evils. Well, There's you get no to question. A point. What choice do you have? No, because you cannot, you cannot sit idly by when the castings of America take over. And they are going to, brother. One guy wants to break your window, the other one's trying to burn your house down. Which one are you going to try to fight? You know what I do? I burn my own house down. I burn it. Now, what are you going to do to it? That's the point I'm at. Well, you could throw the guy trying to burn your house down through a window. It's, kill just, two birds with one it's just a sickening system where you're in this Hobson's choice. And no matter which way you go, you know what's down the road to fund all this nonsense? Our carbon taxes that we're all going to be paying. So, and that'll fix the problem. And they're starting to unmask the fact. They're starting to tell you right out. It's coming. I don't know if you realize this, Sean. But, but this is a scientific fact. The more you pay for something, the less impact it has on the environment. Didn't, didn't you know that? <laughs> It's the deindustrialization of America. Tom, dear Park, how are you, buddy? Hi, Sean. I wanted to uh, chime in on the windmills, and uh, I'm calling from the Illinois Six, uh, Sean Caston. I don't think we have any in our district here, but we've got some uh, vacation property, and on the way there, and then near the property are the windmills. And as you guys know. They are not there of their own volition. They don't pay for themselves. No. They're there based on tax incentive distortions. You know what goes into it, the steel and the plastic. And uh, uh, put aside for the fact how many bees and birds they kill. But I, I, what really annoys us is the, the visual pollution that you get from them. When you see them and you're used to looking at the countryside, maybe some silos and barns, and there's these 300-foot monstrosities that run during the day, and then at night they flash red lights, and you can see them for miles and miles and miles. And if you bought a property for uh, enjoyment and aesthetics, it, it's a visual pollution that if you compared it to uh, a manure farm or something where there was water or air pollution, the environmentalists would go insane, but they don't seem to have any issue with the fact we have to stare at these things, and you're stargazing, and the red lights are flashing, and if, and uh, yeah, that's the thing that the, the, the casting's pushing. And if you're a pilot, it's there. great. If you're a resident, so it's my daughter's on her way right now, right now to Nebraska, where she goes to school. On the way there and back, it's amazing when you look at these things and you realize the millions upon millions of dollars they cost. And you see them set up in these farms where the land has been subsidized, the contracts have been cut. There's normally a middle company in, the, in between it. And you realize when you, when you look into it, the break-even point on a windmill, when it actually, I think it's like $3 million, depending on which one, they come in different, different uh, options. But the break-even on all of them is 21 years. And do you know what the life expectancy is on them? 20 years. No. 20 years. I mean, what, 
a scam that is. It's almost to the point of, why would you want to be a gangster when you could be a green energy eco-fascist? It's almost as good as Ryan Storff's You don't go to jail. You get to put a tie on. You pretend you're going to work. You're like Kramer. It's outrageous, Tom. Yeah, and you get you, you get the virtue signal with your with your religious uh, cohorts at the same time. It, it it is better than being a mobster. You're absolutely. Right. In your mind, you're saving the planet while you're going to church and stealing my money, Tom. It's costing me property value. Yeah, Tom, do me a favor. Hang on for just a second. Um, I'm going to tell you the 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 aggravating thing about the Sean Caston thing. This one, as Peter Roskam was running, I was the advocate saying he's doing nothing. For 10 years, Peter Roskam achieved nothing. And I said wholeheartedly, you cannot vote for him in good conscience. Apparently, there were people that not only understood that, and instead of finding a viable third candidate or somebody to challenge Peter Roskam, it appears that many pretend conservatives voted for Kasten. And now you're going to reap what you sow. And the, you know what the saddest part is, McBeth? You know, you, you know I, I work in Florida. I wouldn't stay in this state, especially as they're implementing these new income penalties. But my wife is going to stay. She's not going to leave her mother and father. My property that I invested in, always getting crushed. By the way, did you see Paxson sold his house? He only lost 400000 If you don't inflationally adjust the money. If you inflationally adjust and add taxes, he really took a bath. But it's okay, right? It's okay because it's, it's Illinois. It's, it's the best place to live where the baby swings the two-week-old kid over her head because she looks like the boyfriend, right? Or, 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 or you can't, you're afraid to go east of Harlem. It's, it's all great. Chicago proud. Jim, thanks so much for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, you're on fire tonight, my friend. Oh, thank you. I'm getting ready for Anyways, the um, you, know, you talk about all these different issues, but as far as Illinois, you, know, you might have also heard that uh, Jelly Belly wants to tax parking lots. Yeah, I did hear six percent, eight percent. But this actually, this show tonight is a campaign on voting for Jeannie Ives to get rid of Sean Kasson. Oh, she better. Hey, listen, you know, as I as I told you, I might the nail in the coffin for me is when she she lost to Rounier, and I was listening right. to idiot Republican voters, idiot Republican voters, right. just speak lies of what they either heard because of a commercial, or even worse. Heard from their elected right. Republican, the kind like Bill Brady, whose wife owns all the video gaming casinos, or the kind like right. Durkin, whose family is all, they're all lobbyists, or as I like to right. call them, bag men. Thanks, Jim, for calling the show. I don't know, it sounded like he was at a train station. The, the, the point is, you don't have to support candidates like Roscom in order to re- reject and repudiate candidates like Sean Caston. The thing is, if you're going to wait for the Roscoms of the Republican Party, especially Illinois Republicans, to understand that they are feckless at best and corrupt at most, and step aside, you're not going to do anything. There has to be an organization where you're challenging these frauds. Now, we have a guy in the other room who uh, asked me to sit in on a uh, debate that I unfortunately couldn't do because I'm going to Las I'm going to Florida. I almost said Las Vegas. I don't know where that was. I haven't been there since the 80s or 90s. Um, And that's important, too. If you're going to stay in Illinois or if you have to stay or if you have an interest in Illinois, you really have to get up and focus on what's going on. Because as Jim alluded to, that's just the latest in the ticky-tack taxes. Those are ticky-tack taxes. Those are the ones where they don't really care. And, of course, they're going to devastate the poorest among us. That's the goal, right? So you park your car, they're going to tax the parking lot. How much? I don't know. We'll do 6 or 8%. 
And you can have the Don Harmons of, of Oak Park, Side Saddle Don, come on and tell you, well, if you're really good at making money, clearly it's because you've benefited of the Illinois economy and you owe us money. But the one thing's for sure, whether it's Don Harmon pretending that you owe Illinois money if you dare make it here in Illinois and they're just going to take what they want, or it's the Castens, the eco-Nazi Warren, and the entire Democrat crime family socialists. They feel that they have the right to tax you for your life itself. And when you boil all of this green energy scam down, and we go back and forth debating the cooked data they produce, debating the reality we live in, in the face of their moronic predictions, notice their fundamental base mindset. They have the right, on behalf of nature itself, to penalize you for your life. And that's damn wrong. 312-642-5600. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Now, McBeth, you got to remind me, we actually have a Twitter request. Oh, no. Yeah. Very nice lady, Leanne Larson. She, has she requested request. that we jump in a lake? She requested that I not yet. Eat a rock? That's on the Democrat tweets. Okay. Um, socialists. But I had mentioned in the last segment about George Pearson, who is putting up that fight that is very important. For Illinois. Hey, I know George. To take on... What up, George? Can I get to the period, please? (laughs) To take on the feckless, useless, often corrupt Illinois Republican Party, which looks more and more like an ad for Cialis to me. I cannot stand these frauds walking around like they're the opposition. Are you the opposition? What's your brother do? Oh, he's a lobbyist. Oh, you're the opposition. What about your wife? I don't see her leave the house much. She happens to own 16, 17 uh, video poker machines like her name was Sammy the Bull. It's ridiculous to me. You want to be a mobster? Let's mount up. I could use a good butt kicking. But anyway, George Pearson is in Yes, certainly could. We finally agree on something. And you had been so kind to me, and you asked me to... um, what was it, to, to monitor a debate, or what was it? Yeah, you we're want having a candidate's forum. We're, it's a combined forum with Bremen Township Republican Organization, and wanted you to come in and moderate it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I'll moderate the hell yeah, out of that. I, I'm quite sure you would. We wanted somebody that was going to actually answer the tough-hitting questions. Damn. I couldn't have picked a better person. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want, though, yeah. the candidates being asked the questions to have time to answer, though? <laughs> yeah. Listen, George, you don't understand. With George. Ah, now you're confused. Macbeth, you don't understand. Within the first seven seconds of when someone is telling a lie, it's from growing up in Melrose Park. I spot seven seconds. If I don't know you're lying by then, you're not lying. So I'll let the only the non liar finish. Sometimes you have to let them, yeah, let them know that you know, and you know, cut out the BS, and that's important. Now I actually stole you from the from the next show. Yes, you did. Well, that's what they get for prepping. Who preps? (laughs) It's radio, baby. What do you get prepping for? So, um. This is going to be this Thursday, is that correct? Because I'm leaving for Florida. I couldn't do it. Yes, correct. And correct. Uh, who's going to be doing it for you? So it will be Fran Eaton of Illinois Review. So oh. she will be the moderator. So again, it will be at the Odyssey Club in, uh, in Tinley Park, the Odyssey Country Club, 19110 Ridgeland Avenue. 
It starts at 7 p.m. Thursday, December 5th. And anybody that wants that can show, can show? Yeah, $20 tickets at the door. It'll be 25 at the door, 20 if you purchase. Uh, Jim from South Elgin wants to know, will there be an open bar or do they have to buy their own? Oh, cash, baby. <laughs> okay, cash right, bar, just fair yeah. enough. I, just... Have you seen some of these Republicans drink? It's 25 <laughs> at the door, 20 on the website, 15 if you know somebody. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to be, where is the it's town? Illinois. What town is it in? Timley Park. Okay, so there's a $40 lap dance around the corner. <laughs> You've got it all. Jeez. All right, go ahead. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming in. No, I'm going to get back to my regular show and I'll get you the hell out of here. Uh, yeah, all right. Very good. Uh, <laughs> See what he did there? Yes. Yeah, invite the guy in. What he did there was me. speak reasonably. All right, very good. All right, so 312 642 5600. And are you going to go, Macbeth? Am I going to go? You don't go out anywhere. I don't do anything. If you would have said there's sub sandwiches for free, I got two kids, a wife, and a fridge full of food. I'm not going anywhere. All right, very, fair enough. So, right. Leanne Larson. Asked, can you offer any insight into why agricultural properties aren't taxed like residential? Well, of course I can. Yes. All right. And then she goes on, our very rural school district seizes our taxes, our sky high, because we don't get any retail sale dollars, but we drive through thousands of acres and crops and factories. I've heard they are subsidized, but I don't know. So here's the thing, Leanne. The problem is there's so much skullduggery in your property taxes but the main the main problem with them is something that was never intended on being there and that is to the cost of putting kids through school whether they are not yours or yours which well, in and my the opinion cost of supporting those teachers for 40 years well, that's after what they, I mean. yeah retire and that, that is so immoral on so many levels and yet they sell it as if it is a social obligation and the immediate, uh, the immediate sufferers from something like that are the kids that are trying to be educated now. Of course. And, and, and one thing they never want you to look at is not just the failure of what they produce in the education level of the kids, but moreover the corruption inside that body of our public education system, which is riddled with fraud, waste, and corruption. And you know what happens when they get caught? They just get more money, and they just get more power. So the answer to me isn't to, to, to complain about the fact that they do leave their foot off the neck of some properties. The question is, why don't they take it off all comp- uh, I mean, of all uh, properties? Take the boot off the neck of all properties. And can you imagine how, how beneficial it would be to real estate owners if they were not hampered by taxes? Oh, man. And it's almost as if Leanne looked at the one story I read yeah. on my way here today while driving. Yeah. And that was about the woman who received in Michigan. Do you remember when they had that show where you'd have a tragedy in your life and they would uh, remodel your home? They would come in, they'd get 100 volunteers, yeah, and they'd remodel your home. Uh, What was it called? But yes, I do. So there is a, uh, I should probably pull up the story. Well, you probably shouldn't because you only got about a minute. I only got about a minute? In this segment. George. Anyway, Arlene Nicholas, um, in 2008, she won this event where they were going to go redo her 3,200-square-foot house. Guess what they did immediately upon the completion of it? It's under tax bill. 300% tax billing. Oy. She just lost the property at tax sale. Hey, that's a feel-good story. It's just tragic. 312-642-5600. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. It's 
amazing to me how people cannot make the connection between the failure and the solution. Wait, 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 wait. It's amazing to you that people aren't following logic? Okay. You've met people, right? I mean, I don't want to be a pessimist, I don't mean, but I don't most mean people like, I've met are idiots. I don't mean people that ask the question, why aren't you know rural tax like regular property? No, 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 I no, mean, no. I'm talking question. about politicians yeah. who, for some reason, are afraid to tell people the truth. And do you know, the more I get involved... Well, it all you know, comes down to preservation of power, doesn't it? I guess so. Really? I mean, if you rock the system, the system will spit you out, especially in places like Cook County. Mm-hmm. The system will just spit you out. But you know, when I first got involved, I, you know, I worked my whole life always constantly and it wasn't until i left the merc that i kind of started paying attention it's when i called in the bruce and dan when they had the morning show and you know i got involved like how george is doing and they invited me to a couple of uh republican events and you start to listen and you start to look at what they're saying and this was really before the tea party and i was looking at a bunch of go along to get along part my hair to the side put on my J.C. Penney suit or Brooks Brothers suit and just treat people nice but never, ever really answer a question or talk about a solution. And that truly is politics today. And it's funny, for all of my disagreements with Trump economically, which, by the way, I could tear it apart eight ways to Sunday, the one thing I always liked about him was his willingness to say what the problem is, Right. Or, or lack of filter, depending on how you're looking. All right, the lack yeah. of filter. And did, I, see I don't think him. he has the ability to not say what's on his mind. And I'm going to tell you something. This whole thing with the Ukraine phone call and all of the, the hubbub, do you know what this is to me more than anything? This is the preservation of military ink. Because that corporation, for the last 18 years, has truly been raking it in. The power structure, the money, the importance the attention, the non-oversight in it really is thriving and has been thriving from W through Obama. And they thought, in my opinion, that they were going to thrive through Trump. So he's done some things where he was catching a lot of criticism. Now, I have to tell you the truth. I, I, I'm of two minds on the intervention of the, the warriors that were tried and convicted by the military. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I agree that they should not have been hampered in some sense. I also agree that what separates us from all the other nations is that we do have a standard. We, act, we ask and we demand our military work in the parameters of Yeah, but that standard virtue. needs to be reasonable. It does need to be reasonable. And these, these standards are upheld through the system. Quite often they're not reasonable. Correct. But they're, they're, the oversight of that system is the military judicial system, a separate entity from the American judicial system. Yes, but policy is set at the political level. Right. So that's what so. I mean. I, I could go either way. I want to know the specifics of the case, right, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And do, did I, do I think that Trump did it for a publicity stunt as he's being accused of doing and i'm going to tell you right now the answer i think is no i don't think he did it for that i think he did it because that's who he is he did it because he might have read the cases and he said you know what this is unfair this is unfair this is unfair and he he did what he did and you had this high level navy officer speak ill of it and i'm i gotta ask you mcbeth you know i don't know if he resigned or was fired i I heard i'm not stories i'm not um But, you know, you see this and you see the turmoil and you see 
Thanksgiving, which when I first turned on, you know, the Thanksgiving news and he had flown to Afghanistan without telling yes. anybody, did you see what he did? Well, I, I first I saw it. that the, uh, I, I, I want to say Miami Herald, but I could be wrong, so I probably shouldn't have said it. Uh, somebody was staking out Mar-a-Lago, yeah. right? And they got the motorcade rolling in. They said, this jerk, they're tweeting it out, this jerk. <laughs> i tell you. He's here on Thanksgiving, and he's, this marks yeah. 200 and something days that he's spent on vacation. Meanwhile, he's on a 17-hour flight that's, to like Bagram. That's what I love about Hilarious. right? Because he knew. And shouldn't they have picked up? Love. Hasn't the president ever, I think it was 2004, or maybe even 2003 with Bush. Yeah. All of it, like he started this whole, yeah, I'm going to jump on Learjet while they think I'm on Air Force One. <laughs> right. And I'm going I'm to go over to Afghanistan and serve in Turkey. And then, like, every year, somebody has, you know, one of the president has yeah. done that pretty much every year. Shouldn't they have picked up on it by now? But I truly believe Trump wanted to do that. I don't think it was a stunt the way he's being painted into a corner. By, I you was, know, I watch the it's Sunday just shows. just something he's doing. Forgive me, I any, watch Any the other Sunday president, shows. they wouldn't care. Well, not only that, I, I, there's something about the guy that he does interact with people very well. It comes from a lifetime of sales. Very, it, right. And you he, say it with all sales people. When you see him with the troops, I do. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And I really, that's the one area of the Trump presidency that I truly do support him 100%. In. I love how he questions foreign policy. I love how he wants to stop or hamstring foreign aid. And I love how he wants to end these endless wars, which, as you see on the Sunday shows, it is bipartisan acceptance of military imperialism, of American imperialism. Yeah. And it is the exact opposite of what Americanism, the basis of our foreign policy, is supposed to be. Well, see, and that's the key, too, is whether you like or dislike what Trump is actually doing, what you have to like, even if you hate the guy, all right, um, you have to like the idea that he's going to go in and say, I'm not making a decision because it's been the same decision forever. I'm going to make a decision. You might make the wrong decision, right? But, but I'm going to make a decision based on what I think, as opposed to we're not just going to do this because we've been doing this for 30 years. That is a good thing. Yeah. Even if you screw some stuff up. That's you, know, a good thing. you know what my concern is? Because I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm mad that he gave so much leeway and to get himself in a jackpot with Giuliani and yeah. Rick Perry. I'm I'm very Why concerned. Why would you even have them around? Very concerned about Energy 45 because I think that could be the pothole. I hope it isn't because I don't want to be a socialist. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson on AM560. All right, big guy. I don't know if I answered Leanne's question enough. I don't think I did. We were just discussing. Because I get sidetracked. You know, I get sidetracked easily. I didn't help. It's the ADD. And then, you know, I hear you say something, and then it's over with. Exit ramp. We combine our ADDs like the little kids in Captain Planet. And you know what? Thank God they didn't have that Ritalin. I'd be sitting on a street corner drooling on myself right now. But anyway. That was a gateway drug for me. Sure. sure. Um, I'm glad I missed it. So (laughs) the thing about agricultural property is it, of course, it's going to be taxed at, 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 at far less, sure. not only because it doesn't have the infrastructure that they claim the neighborhoods have, which it doesn't. Right. It doesn't have the maintenance or the upkeep. It, sure. it, desert, you know, it has less attention. You get your well, probably a septic. And it, is, it has been created as a tax shelter, which no one talks about anymore. 
you know, very wealthy guys. I'll never forget when Bono got caught. Or not the, yeah, is it Bono? Bono. Or not, who's from the guy? Too? Who's the guy from the 80s? There's bon Jovi. Oh. Bon yeah, yeah, Jovi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bon Jovi in New Jersey. <laughs> Did you see what he did, Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi bought this 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 farm. In, in yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he knew the right guy, right? So he knew the judge. He hired the tax lawyer. They charged right. him like a dollar. Yeah, yeah. For the for the property tax. His next across the street, the lady didn't know the lawyer. Sure. And she was paying seven thousand dollars. Yeah. And you know, here's a guy who's a multimillionaire who found this tax shelter. And that's what it is. And it's a system that's been created. And it's just like in the city of Chicago, right? If you hire Ed Burke's firm and you're a building in Chicago. Or yeah, Madigan's firm. Or Madigan's firm. You're going the to get the fix. It's yeah. going to be in. So the thing you have to remember for those of us and, those, and, the, and, and like Leanne who lives near these tax shelters. Right. That money doesn't disappear. No. So when they lower those taxes... That money has to go somewhere. It goes on the people who don't hire the lawyers. Yeah, it gets spread around. It's truly... It's essentially just applying debt uh, against your equity. So once again, what does the government do? It, 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 it imposes an unfair system, and then it takes the, the pressure off whoever, whoever capitulates and sure. kicks in and pays the right guy. Then you don't have to pay it. Well, and if you designed. don't, then it goes back on. And it, it, it penalizes the people who do the right thing in their life the most. And that's why you get corrupt little bastions like Illinois and Chicago in particular, where, hey, I got a guy. And that should be, you know, on everybody's license plate. You want to you get off? You have two things. You can fight and stand by principle and fundamentals. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's the expensive way. Or you can play to pay or pay to play. And that's the way most people go. And it's a or sad you statement. could be a uh, you know sort of silent partner in a bunch of different uh, intelligence agencies and own your own island and fly a whole bunch of people there. For exactly. Black yeah. Exactly. So there's a third way to go. But the thing you have to remember <laughs> is this is normal to us. This is not normal everywhere. And there are different states and there are different communities that do not operate like this. However, those are the states that are not a welfare system. You have to remember, Illinois is a welfare system. It just is. And everything they're selling you, whether it's health care, whether it's education, whether it's housing for the poor, whether it's gas subsidies like we talked about, energy subsidies, that has to pay, be paid somewhere. And it's always going to be paid by those people not in the system. That's it's why It's either socialism, going to be put on everybody else or it's going to be put into debt. That's why it fails. Yeah. Because it is a thirst that is insatiable. And it is only eating its own tail. Sooner or later, it kills itself. And that's what happens every time you implement socialism. Yeah. So what we're living through, unfortunately, we're at the tail end of all this nonsense. Because yeah. if you were in Illinois 70 years ago, it wasn't like this. Well, you know what else is interesting, too? When we did uh, the whole budget crisis nonsense with Rauner and Madigan squaring off and doing all these things, um, there was this constant update on the deficit and the debt of the state. When was the last time you heard the debt or the deficit of the state? And you won't hear it again. In no. fact, you got teachers telling you how great and rich this state is. All right, I had a great time. I'll be back tomorrow for Slap and Tickle Drive Time Chicago, 5 to 7. Thank you. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.